three, two, one. You ready? Listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is the real pineapple this is your humble host hunter here hope you're all having a great week i've got a review for a new film so okay quick story time so i got a screener for uh, uh wrath of man the uh, new jason satham film and i thought it expired around like nine p.m pacific time because that's what the email said unfortunately i reread it it just said nine pacific time so i again i thought 9 p.m because your movie comes out you know midnight eastern or you know a little earlier figured it would expire then unfortunately it looks like it expired at 9 a.m so i did have a chance to watch it so uh, i'll have a review for that probably when it comes out on video but with that said I have a review, uh, pulled an audible and have a review for this film, uh, Shiva Baby, which is written and directed by Emma uh, Seligman, who is a first time uh, writer and director uh, as far as a, a film. And okay. So again, another quick story time. We normally go pretty full spoilers as far as our reviews are concerned. I am really going to attempt to dance around this. So this review will be on the shorter side because, uh, so shout out, a couple shout outs real quick to uh, Nathan and Alex over at Mission Impotable. We were having a conversation earlier about double features. And one of the ones I threw up was uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower and Lady Bird. I love both those films so much. This is something I would pair with that Chelsea Peretti movie Spinster, which if you listen to our review of it, if you haven't, it's on the channel uh, in the archives. But this was something I went, I need to tell everyone about this film. So... Again, going to dance around a lot of it, but here we go. So Rachel Sanat plays Danielle, and the film opens up with her uh, riding this guy, <laughs> which I went, wow, damn, okay. And he goes ahead and gives her uh, gives her a pile of money. And I got to be real, the thing that just made me go, oh, Christ, dude, really? Uh, Danny uh, DeFerrari uh, De plays Max in the film, uh, and he goes well, you know, I'm all about giving money to, you know, women to be independent. And I, I'm just sitting there going, dude, come on. Like, don't make this like, let's call it what it is. You don't need to make this any weirder <laughs> than this already is. But Danielle goes ahead and leaves and says, oh, yeah, you know, I have a, you know, I have a thing I need to go to a, a brunch. I think it's what she calls it. Danielle was in law school. She goes ahead and picks up her uh, a phone call from her mom right when she finishes writing the uh, writing Max, and you can tell just from jump that her mom is very overbearing. You know, very much the you know the the stereotypical Jewish mother in that sense. And I will say this movie is unapologetically Jewish. As someone who has uh, been to several Jewish uh, soirée soirées uh, in his day, I was laughing just because I went, man, the way that the way they're talking other in the way that they're being very gossipy fucked it's like i'm back at church it was it was it was amazing what i love about this film is that 
especially for a first time writer. This dialogue, it's this movie is basically an Indiana Jones trap in the sense of Danielle is in this situation and you just feel the walls closing in. And again, without spoiling too much, Max ends up at the funeral that she's at and you go, well, shit, that's already uncomfortable. But then you find out things about Max that further complicate the situation in a way that I was sitting there going, damn, dude, what is what is your fucking problem again? There's so much about this I want to get into, but again, I'm trying to dance around it. So I'm going to start with Danielle. Rachel Sonat, not a lot of acting experience. She does an absolutely incredible job here. She, Danielle, you can tell she's very much that Daria character in the sense of she's very, she's very witty. She has a very dry sense of humor. She really just kind of hates people, which I'll be honest, uh, after this pandemic and seeing how some people can act, who can blame her? Uh, people can kind of be shitty, but she also doesn't really have, she doesn't have a very high opinion of her herself that in large part is because of her parents who are just busting her chops it seems like at every turn uh polly draper plays debbie her mom and you've seen her you've seen her in things across the board uh i recognized her from side effect which if you haven't seen that movie it's on netflix you should watch it also in jenny slate's obvious child she was really good in there and her dad fred uh melamed who plays joe he is someone i've seen in a lot of stuff and i love this dude he was in in a world with lake bell and i i loved him loved him in that movie um but he's definitely a guy you should go ahead like go through some of his stuff uh if you haven't seen him he's he's also on superstore and he was a voice on adventure time he's great but her and her parents are just incredibly <sighs> cruel might be a little harsh but they're really in her business in a way that i went well this is kind of what happens when your parents pay for everything and you're still going to college even for that aspect her parents are really i think overstepping in a way that i went okay this is actually pretty ugly there's this whole joke that her mom keeps making about him having Alzheimer's because you never remember where he puts his phone or where he has his keys. I'm sitting there going, wow, that's a really grim joke to be <laughs> making with your partner. And she makes it multiple times in the film and you go, damn, okay. I don't know about y'all, but the, the big the big thing for me, and it's it's very much a peeve, especially with parents, is when you feel parents doing the, the snide comments, the passive aggressive comments. I hate that shit and I will call that shit out it drives me nuts and one of my personal favorite digs that uh, that the mom takes and she goes she looks at danielle and goes oh my god you look so pretty with makeup which i'm sitting there going oh so without makeup she's apparently a troll like that's all right cool thing about this movie that makes it so brilliant is that it's very much a sitcom setup you know girl girls in the house you know around a bunch of women people her parents are giving her crap she runs into her ex that relationship i like the way that is explored that's the one thing i can say she has this ex that she had in high school that i went oh okay Th that's a nice little wrinkle her ex played by molly gordon who plays in maya and to my knowledge i believe this is her really first big film and the thing i really like i i hope that rachel and molly work together again because they had very natural chemistry and when you find out kind of where the relationship, you know, started and where it kind of ended up, it makes a lot more sense why Danielle is kind of the way she is because it feels like, and this isn't even a complaint, but I feel like there's another 10 minutes there in the film. They kind of get into it in a way that I 
that does work for the film but i was sitting there going there's there's more here that i think you can mine but maya is really the person who knows how to i don't want to say attack danielle but kind of break her walls down and really knows how to kind of get down to what makes her her and their scenes of dialogue are really really quite intense especially earlier on in the film uh, there's this great shot of Danielle just trying to get away from everyone and you, they kind of do uh, they they show Maya kind of in the background the shot is blurred and so when she so she walks towards her she starts to come into focus I thought that was just again for a first time director is a shot I really went I fucking love that that was something I really love and I will say if you've listened to the podcast for any sort of for a decent amount of time you know it takes a lot to make me uncomfortable I think people are I think people are get uncomfortable too easily in certain situations especially when it comes to humor and this movie had me cringing i was cringing watching this in a way that i have not cringed in a film in a minute and not because of just because of how uncomfortable the situation continues to get it's almost more like a like a french film or like a french comedy in that sense where it's almost so absurd that you go this is almost stretching believability but i think we can all you know think of a time that you get in a situation where you go you may even say it out loud how can this get any worse and then it somehow does and you go oh for fuck's sake it's great how it just piles and piles this is one of the best snowball gathering moss films i've seen in a while because just when you think it can't get worse it does get worse that is a skill in itself which i go all right this is kind of amazing this also has one of my favorite jokes already in 2021 there's this point where her mom debbie tells danielle that she looks like gwyneth paltrow on food stamps not in a good way i was mid-sip of my water i actually spit water out that joke me so fucking off guard oh it's so mean in the context that she says it and you just go wow like like, what is your problem but i really appreciate the fact that the parents were kind of that insane because it does make you feel like a lot of us feel when you're in your early 20s and you know your parents like what are you going to school for like what's your career going to be what are you doing after college and i do appreciate the aspect of this film in the sense that daniel doesn't really know what she wants to do she's kind of babysitting and has you know doing things here and there and the movie deals with the weight of having people ask you that question over and over and over again of what are you doing with your life you know when like when you're graduating like hearing that shit over and over again and danielle is clearly just fucking over it and i really appreciate the way the film actually depicts that uh something that you don't really see done that often or portrayed in this in this aspect danielle is basically a poetry major because she even says she's in uh the gender business and you know her parents kind of go like well you can't really make a, a career uh, her dad i want to say says you know you can't make can't make a career out of being a feminist which yikes uh <laughs> that was something i went oh fuck all right uh i mean could be a writer i mean that could be a thing but apparently not but it it's the way this film continues to just get more and more intense there's a subplot involving her phone that i went oh no and it's one of those things that you go that once they introduce it you go oh wow that's not good and yet it somehow is worse than you imagine as far as far as that resolution again without spoiling there is something that's introduced and i'll give all of you this there's something that's introduced in the first three minutes of the film that comes back in a way that i went son of a bitch well played film it it, it just gets it gets so bad at points there's this one point 
where Danielle's trying to avoid uh, bumping into someone, not the funeral, but the at the Shiva. And she goes ahead and, and dings her, like the side of her leg. She punctures her leg. And so, you know, Maya and her have chemistry. And so there's this point where Danielle just pulls her, uh, her stockings down. So, you know, you see her legs and everything. And she's wearing a skirt, though. And so she ends up in this room. She's kind of bent over with Maya and Maya is playfully like poking at the at the puncture. And and Danielle's mom looks up and is immediately just mortified because she thinks of Danielle's as she calls it her experimentation as a phase. She could never even conceive of the concept of her daughter being truly bi or pansexual or anything besides straight, which is a whole other issue that the film does touch on in a way that I went, all right, I, I, I really like this. The way that this film, there's a point straight up where she's having a panic attack and I was getting I was getting Poe vibes. I was getting telltale heart vibes because you hear you hear crying and the way she's hearing it in her head, it just it feels like it's driving her to insanity. And it's one of those things I went, oh wow, okay. Like like the film it feels like a we like almost I don't say a horror film, but it's it's horrible for her. But it weirdly kind of does feel like a horror film in the sense of she's she is clearly claustrophobic in the sense of all these different variables being thrown at her on this day. It's something that I really was sitting here going, I didn't think that they would touch on A, B, and C, and they found a way to go ahead and make all this work. It's one of these things where it shows how just having great dialogue can carry a film, and I thought the dialogue in this was fucking excellent this is something i would do a double feature of probably with spinster maybe with ladybird i even do a triple feature of this spinster and ladybird like i just could not believe how much i enjoyed this and uh i, I it was a very very pleasant surprise which i will say that's one of my favorite things about doing the podcast is you know we get the big blockbuster films you know you get your fast and furious movies your marvel films and all that but it's always so cool to see a film that's a smaller film that I can tell all of you out there, please go out and see this and support this. And I'll tell you right now, I will. I rented this. I will be buying this. I don't see a world where this isn't at worst an honorable mention uh, on my top of for 2021. This was something I went hell yes. I am so happy this exists. I am so happy I can tell people, hey, go see this shit because you will be incredibly happy that you did. It's only 77 minutes too. So when I saw the runtime, I, I kind of, I don't say, I kind of scoffed a little bit. Like, how are you going to fit, you know, where are you going to fit into a film in 77 minutes? And yet, my God, it it flies by, which I was sad about because I'm like, wow, I, I wanted more of this. I could have, this could have been a solid 90 minutes. You know, they could have really stretch this out if they wanted to but hell if you can make a great film in 77 minutes more power to you better to understay than overstay your welcome getting to my final thoughts here i don't want to mention this other actress who's in it because you might put a couple things together so i'll just say that there is another actress who i didn't mention you'll know her when you see her and it was really great to see her in this role and where her arc ends up i was really i was really pleased with and i will say to the final five minutes or so the way that everything just kind of comes together i i was so incredibly happy with just where things ended up this is something i'm gonna be showing to people i'll i'll have people over and put this on and go yep all right, everyone, we're going to have some booze and watch this shit. Yeah, I, I just I, I was genuinely surprised uh, in the best way with how uh, good this was and sorry, how great this was. And this is something again, this is on Amazon. I think I paid 
four bucks to rent this. It's worth every penny. Uh, I, I don't know what it is to, to, to buy this. But again, this is something I will gladly. Oh, yeah, this is 10 bucks to buy. Uh, yeah, this is well worth $10. Highly recommend everyone go watch it. I don't have any complaints about it. I, I mean, again, it could have been a little longer, but again, don't overstay your welcome. This is a fan-fucking-tastic. I absolutely adore this movie. So, uh, Shiva Baby, seriously, watch this. It is well worth your time, and you will be so happy that you watched this. But uh, everyone, Shiva Baby, have you seen it? What did you think of it? Let us know in the comments if you have. Go ahead and like both our pages on Facebook, Real Pineapple Games. That's R-E-E-L pineapple games i'm gonna be hopping on twitch here in the near future so go ahead and like that page make sure that you're uh, able to find our updates on there keep all of y'all updated on when i am gonna go live and you can find like our main page on facebook at the real pineapple don't forget to follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple again that's r-e-e-l pineapple don't forget to follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, most places you listen to podcasts. So SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, TuneUp, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to have reviews here soon for Too Fast, Too Furious, and The Fast and the Furious. I'm actually making my way through all the Fast uh, and Furious films getting ready for fast nine the fast saga but i'm really excited to get into that and uh, we'll have a review up soon here for nobody as well as well as our review of falcon and the winter soldier i'm very excited to share that with all of you but everyone thank you so much again for listening take care of each other stay safe out there wear a mask get your covid shot so we can all get back outside and we'll talk to you soon